0: Welcome into the Wind Daily DFS show. Pre lock. Night before we get you ready for tomorrow's games. I'm Tony Jacob Cotillo, joined by my name, Adam Stranges. It's been like a while, Adam, since me. You have actually been sharing the screen. Um, I've been getting a little break. What school you've been? You and Jason have been doing your thing, but we got. Nine games tomorrow. Before we talk to that, make sure you're following us at Wind daily Sports. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're hitting the notification bell. Make sure you're tuned into all our great content. We got an NFL draft show tonight because this is recorded the night before. So make sure tonight check that out as well. Got a lot of important guests on. Uh, make sure you're watching the PGA draft case getting ready for your tournament, uh, the Mexico Open. But Adam, nine games, nine games, and we talked about this real fast. But you know whose idea was it to slow the game down because the hitters it's just not clicking right now.
1: (laughs) The hitters have been uh, miserable, to say the least, to start. Um, You know, like it seems like every day you wake up, you see something on Twitter, there's like 50 qualified hitters hitting below like 230 right now. I mean, unless you're in Yankee Stadium and your name's Anthony Rizzo, balls just are not getting out of the yard. Even ones that are getting smoked, you know, you see exit velocities of 110, 112, and they're somehow still staying in the park. So... I don't know, man. I'm giving it another couple weeks until we probably see an explosion of offense all of a sudden and they reintroduce the rubber ball or something different. You know, the Mets are already complaining about the baseball. Not complaining. I I think that's the wrong way to put it. But, you know, Chris Bassett was pretty open last night about how the baseballs suck and everyone's told MLB this and they don't seem to care. You're going to hit a crisis point somewhere along the line here because there's just not a lot of offense going on. And you can see it like it's it's very obvious that they have screwed with this baseball once again, which I don't understand why we did in the first place. But here here we are down the rabbit hole with the the baseball. It's just completely off off kilter right now. Yeah, it's
0: listen and all and people and, and this isn't a Philly bias thing, but the Mets are playing, aren't they like in first place? Like, stop. Like you're okay. Like, relax. You're 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 doing fine. All right. You don't need to complain about the ball. But uh speaking of the NLEs, we're gonna talk about right away. We're gonna go in the stacks. And I know, listen. Full transparency, this isn't a great, like, off-the-wall slate where it's like, you know, 100% you're going to zone in on that one particular team. You're probably going to mix and match. But right off the bat, we're talking a little Philadelphia Phillies tomorrow. Uh, they're red hot, Adam. They won three straight. The bat's starting to come alive. But what do you like about this Philly stack tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head that, like, we we've kind of been preaching – you know, we haven't been doing big five-man stacks. Um, yep. You know, it just hasn't worked out quite as well as I think it will in the later parts of the season. And I think tomorrow's another one just like that. There's not really a pitcher that, like, is just a complete nightmare on the mound. Even the ones that have some kind of shaky metrics, they still don't look terrible through others. So Sensatella, you know, it's not that he's a full-on gas can, but his K-rate's under 10%. And, man, if you can't miss some bats against these Philly, Philly lineup, they're going to do some damage. Like, if they're getting back on a ball, yeah, you can generate ground balls, but it's not like Sensatella sitting here with, you know, 65% ground ball rate. It's high, but it's no nowhere near as high as it's going to need to be. He throws a fastball a lot. Hoskins, Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, all these guys just crush righty fastballs. It's still a bad spot for him. And honestly, that's one of the where we can probably get one of the cheaper players in the slate. I expect him to be pretty popular. He led off today. Odubel Herrera is only twenty three hundred. That's probably going to be almost a locking cash if he leads off again. And honestly, even in GPP, I, I don't really mind using him in those Philly stacks because it's kind of hard to replicate being in the in the leadoff spot for a lineup that that's dangerous at twenty three hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, he had a monster shot tonight. Uh, he will forever be a scumbag in Jigsaw's yes. mind. Um, yes. for, for real. It's full transparency. But it is what it is. If he's going to put money in my pocket, unfortunately, I guess I have to do it. But, you know, here's the funny thing about the stack. You, you made a good point because when you look at the pitching match up here, you know, he's given up 26 hits in three starts. That's a ton of of balls yeah. on the ground and in play, 26 hits. I mean, the guy's pitched 13 innings, and he's given up 26 hits. It's like two hits an inning. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you have guys on this, especially Castellanos, is batting over 300. You got guys who are making good contact with the ball. You're right. They are going to swing and miss, but there is an opportunity for a lot of hits. I, you know, I preach positive point production. I hate guys that get zero, zero, zeros, those power hitters. And I think tomorrow is a good idea for this Phillies lineup to actually give you that positive point production, uh, especially with these people right here. So, um, but we look on the other side uh from the pitching matchup, and you have specifically for cash only, but Justin Verlander, that the ageless veteran has continued to be a stud. My man Verlander, he is your guy in the Ace of the Slate, isn't he?
1: Yeah, we continue to see, you know, people are paying up for pitching. And when we get a pitcher like Verlander, he's, you know, guys like him have been very chalky. I think some of the offensive struggles, you know, have some reasoning to do with that because getting pitching right, especially in cash is just uber important right now because bats have been a little bit unreliable. The thing with Verlander is, you know, it's not that he's pitched poorly. I mean, the K rate's 27.8%, X 3.27. Everything looks pretty good. I would say my, my biggest, you know, Red flag, quote unquote, would be the swing strike rate is just 9.5%, not even double digits. And that's a small concern. I don't think it's going to necessarily bite him in the Texas start. I'm perfectly fine locking him into cash games and building around him. I don't necessarily think he's a full lock in GPP, where I, you know, this is kind of an interesting pitching slate where I think the mid range especially has some serious options. I probably will be underweight on Verlander in GBP and just hope he doesn't drop that 30-35 DK because I do think there, there are some interesting things in his profile that maybe he's showing that little bit of age and, you know, kind of still coming back from Tommy John.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I think you're spot on. I mean, he, he, he has all the makings of that guy who's going to, you know, in August just all of a sudden turn it on. Like, right. you know, like he's just – that's what it's leading up to, especially if Houston's going to be in contention for postseason play. But 10-1, that, like you said, I mean, listen, obviously he's the best. If he's good, he's the best pitcher honestly. But at 10-1, like you said, that's hard, especially when you have a lot of mid-range options. I mean, we just talked about the Phillies being on a roll – I don't know what you feel about Zach Wheeler at 8,300 kind of giving you that mid-tier value, so to speak. Because if he's Zach Wheeler of old, 8,300 a bargain, isn't it?
1: It is a bargain. I think my biggest fear and the reason I wouldn't have Zach Wheeler in anything but MME formats, his velocity started to tick back up in, in his last start. And I was like, oh, okay, like maybe we're getting the Wheeler back of oldie. He's finding it, short and spring training, all that. He lasted about four innings, and that velocity started to tick back down, and you saw the wheels kind of fall off. K rate's under 18%. His swinging strike rate is only 7% right now. He's really not fooling anyone. It seems like that velocity dip is really, really hurting him. I think he's getting there. I'm kind of not ready to take that swing quite yet. And part of it is because we do have other options. And one of those options, it's not on DK. We don't always talk about FanDuel a ton. But FanDuel does have the Toronto Blue Jays game. They went to the 3 o'clock window. On FanDuel, you can pitch Alex Manoa, or Alec Manoa, excuse me, um, especially against a righty-heavy Red Sox lineup. And against righties, he has just been really lights out. Um, the 278 FIP, or XFIP, excuse me, 28.6% K rate, 128 Woba against the right side of the plate. Red Sox should send out at least six of them tomorrow. So on Fanduel, you can definitely make that pivot.
0: That's a great call. Manoa has been—he—he's a strikeout pitcher, man. He—he's a strikeout pitcher. So, uh, and, and listen, you—you—you you, you bring up the righty-lefty thing, so that's obviously a good play. Let me ask you about, real fast, one more pitcher before we move on to our infamous gas game. What about Scooble tomorrow? I, I you, know, you like that matchup at eighty-five hundred?
1: I do because you know after Byron Buxton who would, you know, scare the bejesus out of any pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> the way he's hitting right now, I get it. But, way. like, after him, you know, there, there's not a ton of threats. Carlos Correa really hasn't found his way yet. Gary Sanchez, you're lucky if he makes contact. Miguel Sano, kind of the same thing. Yeah. With school, you know, he doesn't have a big track record. So, listen, he's going to have ups and downs. There's going to be starts where it looks like it's a good spot. And he's he's going to get smacked. He's a young guy. You, but he's not short on talent. You know, after the, after that White Sox start, which is going to be a tougher one for lefties all year long, twenty four and twenty sixty K points, eleven point two innings pitched, thirteen strikeouts, zero earned runs. I mean, that just speaks to where his talent level is at. The Tigers have a really good lefty in him, so yeah, I, I think even an eighty five and eighty eight over on Fanduel, he's well within play. But I don't don't go for him for cash because. You're not going to have that consistency quite yet from the young kid.
0: Yeah, I, I, listen, I, if you can get a guy who's going to give you those kind of numbers right in a medium range, and that's that's why you just got to be careful. Listen, I you know Verlander is a name, and he still has the stuff, and he's got a good matchup against Texas, but ten one as opposed to eight five. That's a tremendous drop-off. It's a tremendous drop-off, right? So that $1,600 is a big number that can get you that extra bet, especially in a lineup. Now, speaking of bats, we're going to talk about a pitcher who's going to be hit up maybe, and that's Mr. Quintana. So Quintana, for you, is your gas game. You said indirectly, but I guess because it's just the the weight of this slate, the way it falls. But why do you think Quintana is going to
1: get lit up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just – it's almost by default sort of, right? Because, you know, we kind of talked about there's not necessarily the big gas can on this slate, but the Brewers have not hit lefties well yet. And it's been kind of a surprise because Andrew and Hunter Renfro, like these guys were brought in, you know, as guys that would hit lefties and kind of help them along in that facet. And I'm I'm just not a big believer in Quintana. I mean, he's sporting the x XFIP of almost five, and just like Sensatella, his K rate super low at thirteen point six percent. Same same idea as Sensatella here. If you're Not going to hit, or if you're not going to miss bats, and you're not generating, you know, a huge ground ball rate, I'm not going to believe in you. You know, I, I'm just not. So McCutcheon, Adamas, Renfro, even Tyrone Taylor, if he makes the lineup, that's another really cheap bat to throw into that into your uh, into your stack. I just don't believe that the Brewers are going to hit lefties this poorly all the way through, and this is probably a good one to you know start some of that positive regression.
0: Yeah, it could be. I, you know, Milwaukee, it, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I like my boy Cuts. I know you're a Cuts guy. I'm a Cuts guy. Uh, obviously, his roots are in Pittsburgh. You know, we got those few years out of him in Philly. Always remember him leading off the season with a home run uh, when everybody thought he was done. It's a shame he tore his ACL, but uh, it's good to see him still playing and, and, and getting it done. Now, we talk about aces of value, and you brought up Zimmerman off air. And you know we talked about obviously we, we're, we're continuing with this mid-range play here, but sixty-eight hundred dollars. Now you're going, you're taking, you're taking him up against the Yankees lineup. What what stands out for you for Zimmerman?
1: For me, you know, it's definitely risky. And on the Fanduel side, you can't even consider him. He's over nine thousand for some reason. Wow! I, what a difference. I mean, it's it's ridiculously. You cannot wow. even consider him on Fanduel. He is strictly an SP2 play. You need to pair him with somebody that you think is going to get some strikeouts here. But honestly, through his 15 innings so far, his xFIPs under three. He's got a K rate of 27.1%. The Yankees lineup typically will do a little bit better against lefties. They're a very, very boomer bust lineup. We've talked about this before. Yep. Yeah, there's going to be games where they just rock people. But there's going to be games where they don't. And if you look at uh, what Zimmerman has done so far, he's had to pitch against the Yankees once. He's had to pitch against the Angels. So they're not the easiest lineups. He's walked right through them. Five innings against the Yankees, six strikeouts, only four hits allowed. He got through the Angels lineup with only two earned and six strikeouts again. I'm not saying he's the greatest pitcher ever or anything like that. But, again, this is all about salary and what kind of value you can get off it. And if Zimmerman is going to be ignored, which I kind of think he will on this slate because there's a lot in that mid range. that's interesting, especially a guy like Freddie Peralta, who's not quite a thousand dollars more against a weak pirates lineup. There's not going to be a lot of people running to the door (laughs) to to put Zimmerman in this lineup. But you know, if you look, if you can get what he did the past two 1921 DK, it's under seven grand against what's probably going to be a somewhat popular lineup in the Yankees. Buddy, I'll take a chance on that all day in GPP.
0: Yeah, it's a, it, you made a good point in the beginning too, making sure you're pairing him up with somebody who you're very confident in. Right? You can't right. like when you get these right, you, you get these plays. We talk about these value plays all the time, but you can't have two value plays as your pitchers. You got to have one, you know, consistent force, and then one guy who you can hope it get you value. But it's funny, you know, I'm thinking about this. I don't know if you you saw the Phillies game tonight, but. Uh, you know, CJ Cron hits number seven. Um, and I'm and I'm thinking in my head of what you mentioned about Wheeler with him last and four innings that velocity start to drop a little bit. This is a day game tomorrow in Philadelphia, and the wind is going to be blowing out. We've had 35 to 40 mile an hour wind. So I, I Listen, I don't know what the numbers are right now, and I can tell you this right now. We all know that it's very, very hard, especially with the ball not getting out of the stadium, uh, to to hit on home run props. But I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm feeling a back-to-back day home run prop uh, with C.J. Krohn. I mean, listen, he hit one tonight. He's going up against uh, Zach Wheeler, who is probably going to leave a ball over the plate, and this dude's been crushing a ball. So if that wind's blowing out, it's his bank park. Look for my man CJ Crone or Cron. I've heard it announced two separate names, so I'm just going to call him CJ, and, and we're <laughs> going to see. I, I, I'm 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 thinking. What do you think about? It's probably going to be like plus 500, plus 550 to hit a home run tomorrow. Uh, we shall see. He's been pretty good though.
1: He has been, and honestly, I you know again, this probably wouldn't be my single entry stack, but I don't mind a rocky stack. People don't I normally don't play them though. outside of cores if Wheeler still hasn't found that velocity, man, he, he could be in trouble here.
0: Yep. And especially yeah. Philly's won three in a row. So they're, they're down to have a little letdown here,
1: <laughs> right? I, so, I don't it, mind a it, rocky stack at all.
0: No, nah, I listen, I agree with you. I really do. And you look, you know, you can get guys a pretty good value. I mean, Chris Bryant's day-to-day, I doubt that he plays tomorrow just because it's a day game, right? So, right. you know, he's probably going to sit. Uh, my man Connor Joe's up there at 5,600, but you can get some really good value here. Uh, you, you really can. can. I, I love it. Elias Diaz. I, I I love Elias Diaz at the catcher position at 4,500. I think tomorrow could be a good day for him too.
1: I've loved him since he was in Pittsburgh. I, I typically play him against lefties, but he's cheap enough that, you know, I, I have no problem throwing him into that stack.
0: Yeah, there's listen, there, there's a lot of good plays right here for tomorrow, but there's going to be a lot of question marks too. So just make sure you pick wisely. And like we've always said, make sure that you're not grabbing all the value plays. Uh, make sure that you're getting some consistent Point production, positive point production, like I like to call it, in that lineup for tomorrow. Now, I know Adam said his FFVP was going to be doable. I'll drop my FFVP tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon or late evening. I'll probably do it because we didn't touch on the late two games. I'll make an FFVP for those games so you guys get some content at Wind Daily Sports as well. We'll see tonight. The guy didn't, you know, I was going two for two. Looks like I'm going to be two for three. So, see if I got to pick up this night tomorrow night. But, as always, make sure you follow us at Sports. Adam, any final thoughts before we get out of here for tomorrow's slate?
1: I would just say don't overstack. You know, make sure that at this point until the ball kind of normalizes and really until we get, you know, a slate that really looks like some horrid pitching, two, three guys, maybe four max, you know, just try and try to remember. The offense isn't hitting the way we all thought it would be.
0: Exactly. Just listen, just sprinkle tomorrow and save your money for a big time on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when the big ballers play. That's all, because you'll get the better bats over the weekend. So, for Tony, for Adam, we're going to get out of here. Everybody stay, safe, stay, stay healthy. Follow us at Wind Daily Sports. Subscribe. Make sure you're watching the NFL Draft Show tonight at 8 p.m. And we'll catch you right back here tomorrow for some more plays.